Hello and welcome back to the Stoppage Time <laughs> Soccer Show. It's been a long, long time since we've uh, had one of these shows going on. With me, I felt like, oh, I, was, sorry, I, felt like I was watching you guys on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jordan Wiegand. Let me introduce myself, I guess. Uh, before I introduce these lovely gentlemen, we have, uh, you know, somebody that podcasts with me uh, too much on a stateside soccer show, Logan Stump. How's it going? Everybody, everybody's good. I'm fantastic. I'm still in the work on this. There we go. <laughs> Matt moved his webcam uh, for yeah, people that uh, <laughs> audio listeners. That's where, I don't think we're putting this video up, but uh, that, that's what happened. Um <laughs> But uh, and we also have Matt here, who's somebody I'm that uh, podcasts a lot with me on Marvel stuff over the course of this summer. You can check out our Loki recaps. Pretty uh, excited to talk you're ready. with you guys today. Yeah, <laughs> are you ready to talk some? Get back in the swing of things and talk uh, some Liverpool injury concerns here. Yeah, uh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this episode is mainly going to deal with transfers and any sort of, I guess, fun updates we have here. Uh, and next week will be our re preview, preview, not review, preview. I mean, we <laughs> could review the last season. But that <laughs> we already did that. that. I think we already did that weekly. There, uh, it is a uh, preview of the 2021 to 2022 season, where we will make our predictions. Um. You know, top four, manager of the year, all the stuff we got wrong last year, we will get wrong again this year. So looking forward to that. Uh, Golden Boot was not Obama Yang, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> I got close. I got close with mine. He did. Uh, Arteta, not manager of the year, uh, not even close. So <laughs> we will have a fun preview looking ahead and, and prediction show next week. Uh, Logan, hit them with uh, hit us with the fantasy stuff that we're looking to do. Yeah, so uh, last year I know that we didn't really keep up with it too much, just because I think we were learning how to do fantasy. We'd never done fantasy soccer before, so our team sucked a- is why we didn't keep up with it. <laughs> team, yeah. This year is different. This year is yeah. different. <laughs> this year is different. Um, right now we've got eight players. Um, if we have eight, then I feel like that's good. We might need a few more players. So ten to twelve is what I have listed. If we can get to ten or twelve. Um, that's ideal, but I, I like to keep it even so that way we have head-to-head competitions. But um, yeah, if you want to check out that, uh, we are going to tweet out a link. I'll tweet out a link um, today, and if anybody's interested, I know we've had a couple people from stateside kind of jump on it. But maybe I can reach out to a couple other people that I know watch Premier League. So far, eight people. Um, Pretty good. I don't know who won our league last year. I haven't even <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. I want to say that Dave came close. Like I, think he did. He was good. Yeah. Dave probably was really good. Your dad was really good, and Rich was really good. So I, you know, I don't know who ended up winning. Um, I know Peter was on there last year. I don't know if Peter's going to do it again this year. And I would feel really bad keeping him up. But I mean, we did what we did the draft last time at like seven p.m. So it'd be about one a.m. over there in England. So yeah, stay up for it. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to do that, I'll tweet out the link and then uh, just message us and I can give you like the details on how to join. Sounds fun to me. Um, Matt, so, any, uh, any anything you want to add about uh, anything? How you feeling? You, you good? Oh, you know, it's my Saturday. Feeling good. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not Saturday. It's everybody That's else. That's so confusing. It's brutal. It's going to be a weird year, depending on if I still work from home or not, how easy it will be to watch. Yeah, that's true, because you'll be on the uh, weekends. You know what, though? It'll be uh, just... Uh, I think Peacock will have some of the... <clears throat> I got them all. Previews, got all the or reports. reviews, or recaps, yeah. whatever. The the replays. Something with the re. I mean, yeah, there's I'll just probably, too many words that start yeah. with R-E, really. Um, I'll probably watch them while I'm at work. No one watches this thing, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully nobody at your work is listening. <laughs> Uh, so let's start talking some tran. Do we want to start with the transfers or the VAR stuff? Probably just start with the VAR stuff and then get into the transfer news. Yeah, literally a minute before we went live here, uh, Dale Johnson posted this, so coming in clutch, Dale. Uh, the <laughs> Premier League from ESPN.com. Uh, Premier League referees chief Mike Riley says the officials are going to cut down soft penalties next season. And changes to VAR's offsides could prevent 20 goals from being disallowed. 19 of them, probably Liverpool's. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sure there's a good amount of United's. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I don't know, they usually grant United. But Not disallowing like... penalties. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's most of their goals, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what Dale breaks down here is... Uh, there was a record 125 penalties last season. Last season, 29 came through VAR. 124 of those were Manchester United's. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, but it was 92 penalties in 2019 to 2020, and 103 in 2018, 2019. So that number, uh, you know, broke a record, as it said, record-breaking number there. Uh, Many of these, uh, as Dale says here, many of these came from decisions where contact was minimal between defender and attacker, and referees must now consider consequence and the motivation of the player. So while this may help, uh, now the referee has to sit here and think about the motivation and the intent. Do we still think they get these right, Matt? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I didn't actually read that part until you read. I'm having it up right here, and I'm like, this doesn't make it any easier. This is still, it's so incredibly, um, what's the word? Uh, um, Subjective, I think. Is it subjective? Yeah, Yeah. subjective. Yeah, like the motivation of the player, yeah. To score, that's going to be the. <laughs> What's the motivation for being the scoring? Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's. I, I'm intrigued with with the number wise. I I wonder what's considered minimal. Like where did he? How did he decide what was minimal? How did he decide? Or maybe how far Premier League decided this. It just it doesn't. Hi, cat. Um, <laughs> it doesn't make it seem like it's going to be any easier. It's just going to be. Maybe they overturn a few where you're like, I don't get it. Like, I don't see how that's a penalty. He barely touched them because they did seem, I'm intrigued as to how many VAR looked at and we had to go like, I want, this isn't a penalty. That's only a penalty because they called it a penalty. But if it wasn't for VAR, maybe they would have just never called it. Um, I don't so, think this would be easier. So Riley here, the chief, uh, is quoted as saying, fundamentally, we want the approach to be one that best allows the players to go out and express themselves, allows the Premier League games to flow, and means the refereeing team, both as referee and as VAR, don't intervene for the trivial offenses. 
Riley said, let's create a free-flowing game where the threshold is slightly higher than it was last season. Dale Johnson quotes some examples of Arsenal's Danny Sabalos, who won a penalty, though it was canceled for offside, after minimal contact from Everton for Charleston. Mar- uh, Marcus Rashford of Manchester United was barely touched by Newcastle's Jamal Lewis. And he quotes these as two examples of many where the referees uh, instructed to watch closely for players trying to win penalties following negligible contact. Logan, what's your thoughts here on the, on, on all of this penalty stuff? You know, I I think it, well, one, I, you know, far has never been correct with England. I feel like, you know, watching MLS as much as I have in the gold cup and things like that, far is just more accurate in the way that they can uh, determine different things. And, you know, I, with England, it, it's just been such a crapshoot. Um, and I know that with VAR last year that Liverpool really struggled with it. I know that a couple of the big teams really struggled with just the decisions made. And it really does come down. It feels like to the refs, like decisions on like how they feel about a certain instance. And, um, you know, a lot of it, I think it is subjective, especially when you're talking about penalties, when you're determining penalties and what is a penalty, what's caused for a penalty. Um, and also that I think the, the language was the big thing we talked about last year, I think was the fact that. You know, there's that language of um, kind of like the indisputable evidence that you would have in NFL where it's if it's not clear to tell um, that, that, that there is something in the wrong, um, then that's something that needs to be changed. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't really like, you know, the wording as far as England. I feel like they make it too complicated at times. And like Matt said, I think they just rely on it to be subjective, whereas, you know, I think it works so well in MLS, and I think that they, they need to watch that and look at that and how that goes in CONCACAF and how well it goes for us um, in determining some of these iffy fouls and, and some of these penalties that are determined to given, um, you know, given a penalty or, you know, taking away a penalty from a team. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's interesting. And so one of my thoughts also while kind of going down here is that last year sometimes it felt like they called a penalty because – they wanted Barr to make the decision. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Like yeah. if you think it could be just call it and then Barr will fix it for you or Barr will make it seem like it was. But then the problem was it became so black and white with the rules that Barr would look at it and go, Oh, well he nicked his foot and technically that's a foul. And I oh, think it, make, it makes sense. Yeah. Because I always, to Matt's point here, I, I always thought like in the NFL, if it's close to a touchdown, just call it a touchdown because those are automatically then they'll, yeah, they'll review instead it. of like calling it short and now the team has to challenge it. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Positive though is that like in the NFL, besides the catch rule, it's like all sides, all right? It's like all sides here. <laughs> but with the touchdown, like, you, I, I completely agree with that too. Like if you or a turnover, I think in the NFL, yeah, you know, yeah, if you think it is one, do it. But then it's mm-hmm. so easy to determine if it's a touchdown because it's like, oh well, did the ball cross the line or not? Like it doesn't matter if it's an inch, a millimeter. Like if it's on the line, it's a touchdown. But I think the problem here was that they were taking a black and white rule and um, but using gray substance almost for it or gray bullet points and go pretty sure that's illegal in MLB now to use any sort of gray <laughs> substance. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I like that that's what it seemed like that the offside thing is gonna be a whole nother like conversation but it does seem like what they're trying to do is go don't just call it because 
you want to use VAR as a back, you know, like a backup. Mm. Call it because you've, because I think that was mm. some of it. They would call it using VAR as a backup instead of just going, if we didn't have VAR, we probably don't call that. Right. But they were using it more as like a handcuff or like a, a backup scenario for them to just be like, okay, well, if I call it, they're, I'm almost putting it on the other person, like, let you look at it. Um, and to where maybe this is going to take it away, but I don't like how the quotes are worded because it doesn't really. A lot of it, subjectivity. I don't think Logan would can give that a good grade in no, high school writing. No, it's very vague. <laughs> I'd give it about a B minus. <laughs> let's talk about the let's talk about the offsides then. Let's move to that. Uh, this quote from the piece here says the Premier League saw 32 goals ruled out for offside via VAR decisions last season, but Riley says that 20 of them would have stood using the new process, which is the same process they used at Euro 2020, which means that 62.5 percent of the goals that were marked offside by VAR would have stood. Uh, so they really botched it last year. Uh, <laughs> look, uh, so you have Jordan Henderson's winner against Everton where Mane was offside. Uh, Mo Salah's goal at Brighton. Patrick Bamford's effort from Leeds uh, against Palace. Uh, this is uh, the examples that Dale brings up. Uh, Riley says that we've now effectively reintroduced the benefit of the doubt to the attacking player where we have a really close offside decision, we carry on following the same process we did last season with the one-pixel lines, we'll then put on the thicker broadcast lines where they overlap. Those situations will now be deemed onside. We might as well call this like the Timo Werner rule. I feel like this benefits him. Because he's offside every day. Really well, yeah. Just because it's going to be more determined on like if it's... But again, I, I think we came up with the best rule last year. Where it's more like common sense use your abilities to basically say, and I think the Euros did a very, you know, a very good job of doing that where they've eliminated kind of that, like really tic-tac kind of stuff where a shirt blows off sides and that's it. I was going to say, it's like the, uh, it's like the upper body rule because all of these goals are people having their like shoulder or their, Mm -hmm. um, I think in Bamford's, I think it was like, didn't he put his arm out or something? This is the Premier League like sleeve in his arm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's almost like they're like you're not getting any advantage by putting your shoulder marginally offside. Mm-hmm. If it was your foot, I don't think they would use those as examples because I think even a marginal foot being offside can be like that's an advantage in my opinion because technically you that's where you score is off your foot. But. That this just sounds like the upper body rule. It's like if mm-hmm. it's anything above the waist, it's not really helping you. All right, I think that's all the VAR stuff. Uh, I am VAR. We'll talk more about it. We'll talk more oh, about it. In the well, next you know, weeks. you know, yeah. Uh, the uh, <laughs> August thirteenth, uh, we'll, we'll probably already have some decisions on the opening day. Yeah, uh, that that we Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal lose two goals to offside. <laughs> hey, if you lose, if you if these goals are called offside and uh, are, you know, the way that they're saying they will be, then you can't really complain at that point because look, at this rate, there would have only been twelve ruled out offside from VAR, and that's out of how many goals are scored in a season. Only having twelve ruled out for offside would be 
pretty phenomenal. It's a huge yeah. percentage because what what that say? It said thirty two. That's almost one 32. a week. Yeah, yeah. It's close to one a week. Twelve. And you're gonna you're gonna give twenty of those back. <laughs> that would be one every three weeks. Mm-hmm. Keeps Dale Johnson employed, so that's good for him. Yeah, he, he's happy. He's like uh, the VAR god. Uh, so let's talk uh, the transfers to the Premier League and maybe from the Premier League. So I'm on ESPN's soccer transfer tracker, and let me just mm-hmm. say, while it feels like there hasn't been a lot of stuff done, there has, uh, been. There has been a lot of stuff done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm like browsing for something. A lot of loans or undisclosed fees. Um Matt and I talked about this the other week, though. Like, it's a lot of like Crystal Palace made a ton of moves. When, when did you talk about it? Um, the show wasn't on. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, in person, probably. Yeah, in person, Matt and I talked <laughs> about it, but it was like, and we can kind of just go down the list. And um, I went through FotMob and just like reading through some of the transfers. Um, nothing really eye popping except Arsenal, really. Um, maybe the one signing from Liverpool, but um, but Crystal Palace and like. West Ham and a couple. You don't other think Sancho teams. was a big deal? Right. He really. just kind of skipped right over it. And they're the, number, with, um, they're the number one with, team in power rankings. It's like the one team I think because you you say Crystal Palace they needed to sign people because they yeah. they lost a ton of players um, through free agents. Uh, yeah, I would say they just yeah. contracts right now. Yeah, they brought in Joachim Anderson. I don't know anything about him though. He was in he was Fulham. From, uh, he was on Fulham. Yeah, he played really was well. Was he? Oh, yeah, so he was on back. loan. He must have been on loan then, because it was. says he's coming from. Uh, it said he's coming from Lyon. Yeah, he was at Fulham last year and played all their matches pretty much with them. I think he played thirty-two, um, but then he's going over and, and switching sides. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you wanted to do it. If you wanted to go team by team and kind of look at the signings they made, or... uh, I have it by date here. So, because okay. I, I feel f- like I'm gonna have to go. I'm just Fought gonna, I'm gonna like... pick out names. I'm not gonna read all of these here. Yeah, this is a lot. This would take three hours show. We don't have time for that. We might have three hours. Okay. I don't underestimate. You guys want to stay around and go hand. through all these? Matt, you want to go through all these? <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, we'll tell you how it goes. Um, let's see. Those are July first. A lot of those are loans. Let me just try to find the first like big signing. Okay, so we had uh, Theo Walcott. He went from Everton to Southampton on a free. So this Everton team getting dismantled here because there was rumors that uh, Hamas wants to leave. He went to he went to Everton, didn't he? He was on Everton last year. Yeah. He was on Southampton beforehand, and he yeah. was on Everton. No, and now he's back at Southampton. Well, he was on loan then last year because he was definitely yeah, he was on, on Southampton. Loan. Yeah, he was on last loan. year. <clears throat> oh, maybe they. It says a free transfer, July. 1st. It must have been like a. He must have been on loan then or something yeah. because he definitely was on Southampton last year. I thought so, because I was like, he's been back there. I thought, let's see, it says, yeah, he was on loan. Okay. Mm-hmm. So not a big loss for Everton, I guess, then. Huh. We had uh, Danny Rose left Tottenham for Watford, a free. Kieran Gibbs, he left West Brom for Inter Miami. Logan and I <clears> have been <throat> talking about 
Inner Miami's transfers a lot over on Stateside Soccer Show for that plug. Uh, hint, not good. Not good transfer policies by Inner <laughs> Miami. Uh, so stay away from them. Uh, we had Eric Garcia left City for Barcelona. Uh, we have Sergio Aguero, who uh, left Manchester City for Barcelona as well. That we kind of already knew was going to be going on. Uh, Fakayo Tamore has left Chelsea. He was on loan at AC Milan last year. They have made that a permanent signing now. Um, sounds like he played pretty good there, but uh, there, you know, Chelsea has a lot of defenders right now, so it became a kind of like a surplus requirements there. Victor Moses, who's been part of Chelsea's loan army for God knows how long, is mm-hmm. officially now at Spartak Moscow. Ooh, there's a lot here. This is all still July 1st, so I'm still just going through some of these. Again, I'm just going to pick out with Billy Gilmore's on loan to Norwich from Chelsea. People were hoping he would stay. Um, Anything sticking out to me? Uh, Sebastian Soto going to Porto. Did we talk about that on State Side? Yeah. Soccer show, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. Um. Not a great move. No. Because uh, he's going to play on their B team. Uh, yeah. that's, that's what we know. I was going to say that, I mean, there, there's obviously the big ones, like the big cornerstone ones. Um, I think uh, Rui Patricio is gone <laughs> off of Wolves. Like, he's completely just yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, they had to bring in a new million. keeper. Yeah, they brought in a new keeper, um, which, you know, I think it. They, they said that he was nowhere near, obviously, Rui Patricio. Um, which could be a huge drop for, I mean, they're already losing Nuno, but now they've got to deal with the keeper situation. Yeah, we also have a good bit of business from Leeds United to make Jack Harrison official now for Manchester City. So he's been at Leeds for like the last two or three seasons. Uh, he's at a place where he wants, where he's, where he's wanted. Um, because, you know, they just don't, uh, City just has the same issue Chelsea does. Buy players to flip them for cash. Genduzi from Arsenal is on loan to Marseille. Not sure yeah. if that's a big loss. Uh, not really for them. Um, Arsenal's actually done a lot of business. I'm, I'm on transfer market, which is listing yeah. on team. Arsenal's oh, really busy. So I was gonna say, like, it lists it. I'm on transfer market, and it's like showing everything. Uh, team after team, they've spent. I think they're the highest amount spent right now, based off of what I'm looking at here. Um, so I don't know if you wanted to maybe go with it that way because you can kind of pick out like a big sign. It's like every team's had like one big signing, it seems. Besides Chelsea, <laughs> oh, I, was, I was gonna say besides Chelsea, and I think West Ham have nobody because David Moyes is complaining about not having money again. Um, City haven't done anything either. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> we'll talk about how Harry Kane is screwing over Tottenham. I'm just trying to find the Premier League on here now. I just typed in, like, transfer. It's, um... Is this, like, a... Let me send you guys this link here. Did that work? 
This is the this is what I'm on right now. Okay, yeah. I hear music now though. Is that is that Somebody you, Logan, is. or is that? No, that's not me. Okay. Something, something. That's a dog. Oh yeah, I hear that. Okay, yeah, this is much better. Let's let's use this. Here we go. Yes, I Arsenal. Know let's just go. Yeah, we'll go by club. Arsenal's brought in Ben White from Brighton for sixty-five uh, or sixty-four point three five million pounds or dollars. I guess That's it's dollars. It's this dollars. is transfer market US. So yeah. Oh okay okay. They brought in uh, Albert Sambi Lokonga from Anderlecht, Nuno Tavares from Benfica. Uh, Oh, it says Genduzi was in from one, but they shipped them right back out. So, does that count? Yeah, that's, uh, it's like a weird thing. So, it's going to give some people, because it, it tells them they come out, come back from yeah, yeah. on June 30th, like back from Technically, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's really it. They, they've done Ben White, Lacongo, and Tavares, and the rest are loans coming back. Uh, Martin Odegaard left. I didn't realize that he was on loan. Yeah, he was yeah, on loan from bring, Madrid. Yeah. yeah. They've talked about purchasing him, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Especially with party out now. Well, it sounds like Zaka, since we're kind of like on the Arsenal thing, it sounds like he's going to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they just said that they, today, I think. They definitely want an attacking mid. Um, other than that, though, I think their biggest one, besides Ben White, is uh, Saliba from uh, heading back out on loan. Because he's been on them for three seasons, and he was like a huge purchase. But they keep sending him back out on loan, and now obviously Ben White is Ben White's now in. So we'll see how he does. But that's a lot of money. It's twenty million more than like Kanate. Yeah. <clears throat> well, he's only twenty three as well. So I guess that's Kanate's twenty three. Yeah, he wasn't going to go there. <laughs> they didn't bring him, so he had to overpay somebody. <laughs> Uh, Aston Villa have brought in Ashley Young going mm-hmm. back home. Pretty interesting. Uh, Emiliano Bendia. He's been really good. He was from Norwich. With, yeah, he was with Norwich. He had 15 goals um, in right the championship. Wing. Yeah, really, really good. I mean, they, they think that he's a big talent that could end up going much bigger places. He's 24. Um, and I know Norwich was bummed to lose him because now, like, going through their transfer news, they were – trying to figure out how to replace him because he was just so good. Um, that's a lot of money to spend for a right winger and especially for Villa. But again, Villa's uh, million. like the whole Grealish thing. Uh, Villa fans are all over the place with just their kind of transfer um, issues. And they're the third richest club in behind Chelsea. So um, yeah, they're already, yeah, they're I don't really loaded. Yep. So yeah, not, um, not official yet, but it seems like Grealish is, is on his way out there. So mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe also, once um, they get that money, they'll spend it. It's a lot of money. People. Yeah. They also for about the same as Buendia, Um, just it, they announced it yesterday. Leon Bay. Yeah, uh, Leon uh, Bailey. Bailey. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah, Jamaican. Um, yeah. yeah, so they just brought him in from Leverkusen as well. Uh, sorry, Rich. I know you're a Leverkusen fan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he's he's brought in too. Buendia is going to be interesting because he struggled um, two years ago. Mm-hmm. in the Premier League. So a lot of people are excited about Villa's moves, but also I sometimes think people get too FIFA-minded with it 
because yeah. these guys are really potential, but they haven't really yeah. done anything in the real world, like you know, non FIFA. So, Logan knows all about that. <laughs> Not fair. <laughs> Not fair. Yeah, so he played in the when he played in the Premier League, he scored uh, one goal in thirty six games. That's good. That's kind of like um, who, who was it? Uh, who's the, Seven assists. Who's Ricky the big Sterling? Kid? No, uh, who's the big guy for uh, Fulham last year? Uh, Mitrovic. Thank you. It's like blanking on the name. I will say fan. I don't think he. I don't think he. Okay, like. They play different positions. He only played though in those thirty-six games, uh, two thousand four hundred sixty minutes. He scored twenty-three goals in the championship in seventy-seven appearances mm-hmm. and paid six thousand minutes. So maybe, uh, yeah, maybe they think they know what they're doing there. Uh, Brentford, uh, Brentford, first year in the Premier League, they brought in Christopher Iyer from Celtic. They bring in Frank Oneka from Michelin. They bring in Miles Pert Harris from the Chelsea U twenty threes, and bring in Mads Bidstrup from Brentford B. I thought he was playing with them already last year. Yeah, uh, he's only twenty. Um, Pert Harris is eighteen. Iyer and Oneka is uh, twenty three. A lot of people like Onyeka. I don't, obviously, I don't watch, I believe Mitulin is Danish. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't watch, but I, some of the people I follow are pretty excited about him. Um, Ajer is also like one of Celtic's biggest transfers at this point. Um, he was linked to Liverpool last year to be like their fourth, fifth, fifth center back. Um, you mean their 20th by the time yeah. the end of the season? <laughs> um, that's probably good signings for them. I, I think they're going to struggle. They're going to be exciting to watch, but I think they'll struggle to stay up because talent-based, I don't think they're as talented as teams that have clearly played a season in the Premier League recently. All right. Um, Brighton, they uh, they bring in uh, Enoch Uempu from Salesborg. They bring in Kel Sherpin from IX. And then they had a whole bunch of people come back from loan. Uh, they sold Ben White. They sold uh, Jahan Baksh uh, to Feyenoord. And they had lost Matthew Ryan to Sociedad on a free and Davi Pro- uh, Proper on uh, to Eindhoven on a free and sent out some people on loan again. So... Uh, not doing enough to really improve a team that kind of struggled at the end of the year, right? Yeah, they don't have a striker. Um, besides Mope, who just doesn't do it for Brighton, um, their, their struggles are in front of net and they didn't find anybody. Mwepu's not, from what I understand, he's just, you know, he's creative, but it's not going to get, he's not going to grab goals for you. So I don't know where they're going to get any goals because they couldn't find any last year. They defend really well. Only like three goals off of United's defense. I think it's like 46 goals or something like that. Give it up. Um, but again, they'll lose Ben White, and then I, I think that you know that's a big issue in the in that back. But he was more like a wing back, kind of playing like a third center back because they played like that five back with the two wing backs. Look out for them to possibly be buying Nat Phillips um, from Liverpool. I see that? Um, I personally think, as much as I enjoy him, he's like fifth center back at Liverpool. You mm-hmm. know, I don't think he's going to ever have a better shot than right now. 
to um, go somewhere to, to start and actually make a career for himself besides like sitting on the bench playing cup games. Also, I'm pretty certain that goalkeeper is like six foot eight. Wayne Hat or uh, Sherpin. Sherpin. How how tall is two point oh two meters? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> not in that's not English. <laughs> I believe he's like insanely tall because I like I like to keep up with IX because I just I like a lot about what they do. Um, yeah, I feel like I remember reading about him. He's like super tall, but he's not going to start. But you know, just fun facts I'll give people. Hey, just some U.S. men's team news here. Dropping in at six o'clock. David Ochoa, Real Salt Lake keeper, uh, who played for the U.S. men's in the Olympic qualifying, and he backed up Zach Steffen and Ethan Horvath in the Nations League final in June against Mexico, is requesting a one-time switch to Mexico. That's not shocking. He will be playing as a Mexico. Uh, goalkeeper now. Uh, not a surprise, says Doug McIntyre, because Ochoa did train with uh, El Tree before the Gold Cup, and Matt Turner's performance pretty much puts him in either first, second, or third. So Ochoa not getting any chance to play anytime soon. No. Just wanted to talk about that while we're on here real quick. Um, we've acknowledged it. Okay, Burnley, FC. Good luck to him. Uh, Burnley FC, another team that's going to need some some luck to them. Uh, we had uh, Nathan Collins come in from Stoke. Uh, Jacob Bedeau from Scunthorpe on a free. Wayne Hennessy, Wayne Hennessy from Crystal Palace on a free. And uh, they've sold Ben Gibson to Norwich. And uh, they've lost some others on it. looks like on loan. There's some question marks here. On transfer markets, that's a lot of money for them to spend. So if they don't know what's going on, then I don't know what's going on. So there you go. That's a lot but of money for them to spend. They don't. The fifteen million on Colin. Yeah, they don't tend to spend money. But they really only spent five million because they they sold Gibson for ten and they bought for fifteen. So not not a big. Nothing like a mid-table championship center back to bring in the keep your Premier League hopes afloat. <laughs> Wish everybody would do that. Uh, we have, Chelsea's page looks crazy. It's all of their loan. <laughs> but it's Marcus Bettinelli from yeah. Fulham on a free transfer. Goalkeeper, 29 years old. Uh, but, you know, they bring back uh, Gilmore. He goes out on loan again. Uh, Tamori comes in, and then he goes right out the door. They lose Olivier Giroud uh, to AC Milan. Uh, they lose Victor Moses to Spartak yeah. Moscow, like I said earlier. Um, yeah, uh, I'm sure Miazga is going to be leaving as well on loan. But they're linked to Holland. Just kidding. They're not seriously, uh, but they're yeah. like the only ones left that are linked to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's staying at Dortmund. All right, no. he's he's staying at Dortmund. But uh, Chelsea not doing so much right now. But they brought in thirty eight mil, so that that Tamori uh, Tamori to AC Milan was thirty two million, five million for Victor Moses, 
and 1.1 for oh. Olivier Giroud. All right. Uh, Crystal Palace. They bring in Joachim Anderson. They bring in Mark Gahey? Gahey? Gwee. Gwee. Okay. Yeah. Not how I would have thought. Okay. Uh, Michael Olise uh, from Reading. Who's hurt. Uh, they bring in Remy Matthews from Sunderland. He's in that movie with the rat. Uh, I thought you were going to say Sunderland until I got I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, what? Remy. Uh, Jacob Montez uh, from The Revolution. Mm-hmm. Really? I don't remember him going there. Yeah. He, uh... This is the... Sorry, I would say this is the fun of transfer market. Just go on there random times throughout the year, and you're going to find out so many l- weird little things because yep. it has every single thing. Guys, that, that wasn't big news. I don't remember that being any big news here. Uh, Connor Gallagher from Chelsea U23s and Euroslaw Yach from Racco. Yeah, they, uh, I mean, they're came back outgoings. Alone, they're outgoings. The big thing that's like, holy cow. Yeah, they lose Wayne Hennessy to Burnley, yeah. like we talked about, on a free. Uh, Mamadou Sacco to Montpellier on a free. Patrick Van Elholt to Galatasaray on a free. Andros Towson uh, on a free to Everton. Jacob Montez on loan. And then they lose Gary Cahill, Scott Dan, Connor Wickham, Sam Woods, Nathaniel Klein, James McCarthy, Stephen Henderson, and, uh, yeah, Connor Gallagher. Going back out on loan. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, Crystal Palace uh, in trouble next year. Mm, I don't think so, actually. I, I like their signings. I, I actually think they're all of them have been really, really good. I refuse to speak on them. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to get into that again. They probably have good signings. And look, they're probably not done, right? But with no. the season kicking off a week and a half from now, a little concerned at all the people that left and yeah, and there's all those a, holes. It's a lot of just older players, though. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to help them out. Are you guys surprised um, that Zaha stayed? No. No. He tried leaving before and had to come back. So I, I feel like he... Stuck. If I mean, you're I think like he plays on a, well under Patrick, but I don't know. Nobody like plays he's, well um, he's like one of those players that needed to leave at the peak, but now he's fallen off just a little bit, and I don't, I don't think he's ever gonna be. He's gotten to a point where if he goes to a big side, he's not a starter. So he's gonna have to be okay yeah. with leaving the front man type of role. But Crystal Palace aren't even mid. Like I, I'm not, not in my opinion. Like it's, it's from that. What that eight to fourteen, and they they just struggle to stay up in that range anyway. So I don't know. Like I thought Zaha yeah, would yeah. be like a good addition to like a like a Southampton if if Ings leaves, or like if he goes to Tottenham when Kane leaves, or somebody like that. Where I think that that's just a nice He's little still plug. Got a month. I guess still got a month. Yeah, because Everton's got Calvin Lewin, and I don't you know Calvert Lewin, and I don't think anybody replaces him. I don't think anybody. He's not going to go to the big six, like you said, and start. Maybe Arsenal. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, We've still got a month, and I, I think there'll be a lot more movement once the season starts. Players will start forcing people's hands by the by that time. Yeah, especially, I think it was like today was the first day that the English players were back in mm-hmm, camp with from Chelsea. Vacation. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Harry Kane wasn't back, but that's a whole other 
issue. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Uh, Damari Gray, former Leicester man, leaving Bayer Leverkusen to go to Everton. He's 25 uh, years old. Andros Townsend came in from Palace on a free. Asmir Begovic from Bournemouth on a free. Moise Keane uh, came back from loan at PSG. Same thing with uh, Chenk Tosan and John Joe Kenny came back from loan. Uh, they lose... Bernard, they lose Theo Walcott, who's already on loan. They lose Matthew Pennington. They lose Joshua King. They lose uh, Ben Benningheim, Benningheim, uh, Muhammad Besic, Yannick Balassi, and Robin Olson. So they're a team that's really needs some help because they lost their manager. They brought in Rafa. Benitez. <laughs> they lose. Huh. Uh, you know, now there's rumors that uh, James wants to leave because I'm assuming because Ancelotti left. Yeah, I was going to say Ancelotti. And yeah. you're kind of losing that whole project that was starting and now they're kind of back to square one again. Bringing in Damari Gray, who didn't really do all that well for Leicester, honestly, is not great. He didn't barely, he barely played for Leverkusen. Mm-hmm. Cost uh two point two million, so not bad when his value I mean, is eight million. So I mean, pretty, in, pretty good. They brought in backups, which isn't a bad thing, but it, their starters weren't exactly setting the world on fire. I like the Begovich. I like Begovich. He's gonna be a backup until Van Dyke scissor kicks Jordan Pickford. I'm still there. You go. <laughs> Leeds United. Uh, they bring in Junior Firpo from Barcelona. They bring in Jack Harrison officially. They paid $14 million for Jack. Oof. Um, Man City made a profit then, didn't they? Oh, a ton. The they, they, they sold a bunch of people. A the lot of their bastards. youth. No, yeah, I meant their... on, on Jack Harrison. When was yeah. his move uh, from uh, NYCFC yeah. to Man City was only $4 million. They got $10 million. Mm-hmm. Off of that, mm-hmm. crazy, uh, and he barely—he didn't even play for him. Christopher Clayson uh, comes in from Valaranga for two point two, and out goes Pablo Hernandez, Barry Douglas, Egzon Alaski, uh, uh, Oisum Boy, uh, and then on loan goes Leaf Davis, Kiko Casilla. Uh, Bogues, uh, I, I don't know if I said it right, Bogus, Enon O'Kane, and uh, Gatano Barari. I, I apologize if one of you are listening, because I <laughs> butchered that so bad. I really do apologize. Leicester, I mean, Leicester City, do we want to move on there, or do you have something to say about Leeds there? I just, I mean... I don't really think so. I mean, they'll probably still be exciting to watch. I like Junior Furpo. That'll be that'll be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. See how he does. Jack was arguably be one of their best players last year too. Mm-hmm. So that's important. They brought him back. All right, let's <laughs> talk. Leicester City. Patson Daka from Salzburg uh, is coming over. He's a center forward. He's 22 years old, and they paid $33 million for him. This is a great move for them because mm-hmm. if he does well, 
uh, look, this is, you know, Salzburg is where Halang came from. He left there, went to Dortmund. Dortmund's going to get a crap ton of money. So Lester said, hey, instead of them going to Dortmund and then we get DACA after Dortmund or he gets out of our price range after that, let's bring him in here, play him for probably two or three years, maybe less, and flip him for $70, $80 million. And he could. Or it could fail, and good. guess what? You're you're uh, you're not really well. You're not that bad off. I don't think. Got Jamie Vardy to back him up, so that's nice. Mm. Trying to get I'll, younger there. With, he'll be with he'll be part of my. If we're previewing players, we think are going to severely disappoint. Logan just named one of mine. Vardy or Daka? Vardy. You know, I, I'm yeah. done doubting Vardy. I thought there's been people saying he's going downhill ever since, and he's still. I'm going to start doubting him now. Hey man, it's it. You know what? That can be your Aubameyang and and Arteta. <laughs> uh, Bubakari Samare from Lille comes in for twenty two million. Ryan Bertrand on a free from Southampton, and uh, they get rid of a uh, free transfer for Christian Fuchs, who's going to Charlotte. Uh, they have the wrong logo here. They have Charlotte Independence. He is actually going to. Charlotte FC, which starts MLS play next year. So I know more than transfer marked. Let's say that, Mark it. Let's say that. <laughs> I know more. Matty James uh, goes to Bristol on a free. Wes Morgan retired. Uh, Chen is uh, under, under goes uh, on loan to AS Roma. Liverpool. Woo. We could probably skip them. I think that we... Harvey Elliott, that's their biggest signing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> From Liverpool, U23s. <laughs> right wing, 18-year-old. No, I'm just kidding. They bring in, uh, how do you say his last name? Kanate. Konate. Kanate? Kanate. Yeah, Kanate. From Leipzig for $44 million. Yeah. 22-year-old center back. Um, and then they have a whole bunch of people that came back from loan. Some of them they've already sold, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they sold Harry Wilson, who goes to Fulham for $15 million. Mm-hmm. Taiwo Awanie goes to Awani. Berlin. Awani? Yeah. Awani goes to Union Awani. Berlin. Uh, back out on loan is Marco Gruich, I think, for Porto, it says loan fee one point one million. Yeah, it's an obligation to buy, so they'll be they're just not purchasing okay. until next year. Yeah. Well, Naudum, who uh, was uh, not as good as his brother, who played over in the Union, but uh, whatever. Jorginho uh, Wanaldum goes to PSG free transfer. Everybody thought he was going to Barcelona, yeah. and then PSG put down a fat check for him, and he said, "Thank you." He's making more than every Liverpool player is. Wage is he really? Per week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about combined, probably, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's at like 300000 a week. At Liverpool, it was like 100000 God, how much is that? How much is like my salary times that a week? I mean, that's crazy. Okay. Um, and Ozan Kabak uh, went back to Schalke. Did you him. see they're that the, they're, they're in the second uh, division? <laughs> well, they're they offered him back for like seven million, and Liverpool didn't take it. And yeah, why there's would reports you? out there's reports out there now that they might just cut him 
because they can't pay him. Yeah, Schalke's in some trouble. We have yeah. a U.S. men's player whose stock has risen in the Gold Cup, Matthew Hoppy, who is at Schalke right now as well, and uh, he's not going to be staying there. He's linked, linked to Arsenal, to Arsenal. And, yeah. Arsenal and Everton. Yeah, I think um, Schalke and then back to kind of like the Leicester, the player from Lille, it sounds like Lille are probably going to be selling off a few before the end of the transfer window too. I honestly think in a month, we could do a whole another wrap up because I would imagine there's going to be. We'll do more a deadline happening. day or something. Yeah. Yeah. There'll definitely be more happening toward the end because I think a lot of teams are going to be like, we got to sell these guys. Like, we can't. We don't have. I think Barcelona is probably going to have to sell a couple of people. They can't even register players. They're in some trouble, man. Um, Manchester City. The next team. Nah, oh, let's talk about this. Free transfer. Here we go. Scott Carson. That's, that was important that he came back. Yeah, we needed a third keeper. Left Derby <laughs> come yeah. to uh, Manchester City. I think you have all these players who uh, came back from loans, and a few of them going back out on loans. But they sold Angelino, who uh, is going to Leipzig. He was loaned there before they made that official. Jack Harrison, as we talked about. Lucas and how, how's that? The Mecha. 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 Yeah. Mecha. Goes to Wolfsburg for $8.8 million And uh, lost Eric Garcia and Aguero on freeze. And loaned out is uh, Stevanovic, uh, Marlos Moreno, and Isak Abore. Logan Bore? said it was a bunch of youth players they sold. But this Aguero. Aguero. They sell it as a <laughs> uh, no, City's thing is to to kind of like a Lucas Nemanja, um, thirteen million. Not he played maybe one or two games with them in the Premier League, um, and he's going to go take the spot of Josh Sargent when Josh leaves. So, uh, yeah, uh, well, Angelino and Jack Harrison they've been on the books for a few years, yeah. and they're finally off of there. Yeah. They get and Alinjo, Angelino's been there forever. He, it's just finally now sold. Yeah, because um, I think he was a City player when he was loaned to NYCFC. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, he's it, been there as a, a youth. Yep. It's a crazy thing is that the what I'm learning is that youth academies are like money making machines. Oh yeah, big time. That's why Chelsea big does schools, that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even Liverpool, like the they sold Harry Wilson for fifteen point four million. Mm-hmm. He never played, and he was yep. a youth academy player. They just kept sending him out on loan. It's, it's good for these small teams, though. Like it, it's good for like small teams. Well, they don't get to do that really. Yeah. they're the ones that end up. They're the ones that end up paying twenty million. Well, what they usually do is, though, no, I mean they'll still do it. They'll loan out their guys to like championship teams instead, and then uh, those championship teams will buy them from there, and they still make a profit off these guys. Mm. That's how Southampton, like Southampton, it's either that or they'll start them because they have nobody else, and they flip yeah. them for like fifty, sixty. Plus, you take it on their wages. Yeah. Uh, Manchester United. Let's get into it. Jaden Sancho. Uh, $93.5 million from Dortmund to Manchester United. Former City Youth product. Pep didn't believe in him. Guess what? Now he's over in, uh, (laughs) now he's over on the red side. Uh, they also bring in Tom Heaton on a free. And, uh, they lose Sergio uh, Romero. They lose Tahith Chong and Joel Pereira. 
Are they waiting on Varane's papers to clear or something? Yeah, yeah. it hasn't been made up. It's not, yeah, you're right. They're, they like agreed to Rafael Varane. It was really weird because United tweeted out that they had signed Rafael Varane. I think it, I was going to say, I, think I mean, this Villa goes did off the of the paperwork. Yeah, I think yeah. this goes off yeah. of okay. like, the official makes clearance sense. and stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Because so, that, so that's they true. To, they're bringing in Varane. Yeah. They fill out everything and then transfer markets like the final. This is like it's super really weird. accurate. Yeah. It's a lot. Of money. I wish somebody would pay to. I wish I would get bought for that. Pay you that much? <laughs> I'd sell myself for that much. You don't get actually, other, I, I think that's why. Oh, that's okay. Get it'd be like somebody paying your school, Logan, for ninety-three million for you, and then they bring you to another school. But my wages would be great. And I'd go <laughs> yeah, for you would. You'd be able to negotiate two hundred k at least. Yeah, <laughs> a week. A week. I am in a fantasy league about teachers transferring, so there's not any rumors about Logan yet. But no, oh, wow. No, I actually have money. I went to Vegas. I put money on uh, Logan to go to uh, from your school to uh, New York prep school. So oh, okay. that's gotta, wow. that's got to go through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not, I could already tell you that those rumors are probably reported by like the Mail or the Sun or whatever they ones that aren't reliable. New York Post. Yeah. <laughs> Good moves from United, though. Uh, we'll yeah. see how much Sancho does, but right now that helps because Rashford is uh, out for weeks, so he can kind of slot into the you know somewhere on the right. He'll get more starting time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Newcastle United uh, have not brought in anybody. They actually just their re- loonies returning, and they got they lost Christian Atsu uh, on a free. That's, that's, it. that's a sad bunch, that's a little, man. That's a little worrisome in terms. Of, they, I personally think they only survived because they got Joe Willick. Yeah, like they're he, favorites to go down. He right? their team. Yeah, they got to be heavy favorites out of the big, like out of the guys that were here last year. They, they're like the Sheffield United of the of the group. I put them and them and Burnley are my two from the current. Last year's batch that I would put down there. I don't know. Dyche always seems to, to pull something out of his hat. Who? Uh, is it Dyche, right? Dyche. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dyche. Sean Dyche. Sean Dyche. Dyche. He's got a rabbit in his hat. I, Newcastle just, I, I feel bad because Almer owns there. Um, and I like to see him play well. But other than that, man, they just, they were really brutal to watch last year. Um, so we're friggin' Burnley. Yeah, but at least Burnley has good pieces in and around. You know, I don't think Newcastle has anything besides Sam Maximin and Amiron. Norwich, they bring in Milo Rash Rashi Milo Rashia Rashia from Werder Bremen for twelve million dollars. Ben Gibson from Burnley for ten million. Uh, Demetrios Gian Gianulis. Gian- I'm so sorry. You don't have to get it right. Uh, <laughs> from Palk for eight million. Pierre Les Milu from Nice for six point six million. And Angus Gunn. That's a cool name. Uh, from Southampton for six point four million. A very American name for an English guy. It's like Angus Beef and Guns. You know, Angus Gun. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a Southern cowboy. 
This um, this their their transfer thing just reminds me of freaking Fulham. They come mm-hmm. up and just buy everybody. They bring in Billy Gilmore team. too. Yeah, they rent. They loan in Billy Gilmore from uh, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Flynn Clark from Peterborough. Pretty good. I think that's really good. It's a really good signing. Yeah, I think it's great. And then he made the forty-two million. Look at this. So they spent forty-three million, and they they sold Emiliano Bendia from uh, to Aston Villa for forty-two. They've they've barely spent any money. Mm -hmm. A million. Just Mm. a million. I do think they stay up. I know previews. I know previews next week, but um, it still worries me when just a bunch of players are brought in. I just did. I don't think it always works greatly. I but what I do think is they have players from their previous trip that I don't think will let what happened two years ago happen again this year. Southampton mm-hmm. they brought in Romain Parade from Stade Brest twenty nine. Yes, Valentino Liveramento. From Chelsea U23s for six million, Theo Walcott on a free after he was loaned there. They lose Angus Gunn to Norwich for six million. <laughs> Mario Lamena goes to Nice, and they lose Ryan Bertrand on a free and Jake Hesketh on a free. They've had some other players that they lose: Sam McQueen, Josh Sims, Wesley uh, Hadid goes to Anderlecht. And uh, Minamino, they lose him from loan. He goes back to Liverpool. Oh, no. Not much for Southampton, though. Some moves. They're going to they're gonna struggle, too. And Danny yeah, they had Ings. some real problems last year. Danny Ings was supposed to sign a contract today, but he refused to sign the contract, and they think it's because he's going to wait until August 31st to try to push a move through. August 31st is going to be a heck of a day. Mark that down on the calendar, August thirty first. Because I, it, some somebody put on my Twitter the other day that more veteran players are doing this. They're just waiting till the end because they know if they do it, it's either you get what you want, or you're basically making life hell for your team. Like they'd rather just get rid of you. Yeah. So Jamie Tart situation. Okay, Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, they bring in Brian Gill or Heel, I guess if that's like Carlos Heel. Um, left winger, twenty years old from Sevilla, twenty-seven point five million dollars. And they loan in Pierlu- Pier Luigi Bellini from Atalanta. He's a rapper, apparently. Is he really? Yeah, he's like a part-time rapper, apparently. <laughs> If you have time when you're a backup goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to find something to do. Yeah, you do. It's kind of like how we're like uh, part-time podcasters. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they lose Eric Lamella to Sevilla on a free. That was a, that was a transfer. Uh, Brian Giel mm-hmm. and Lamella were swapped for each other. Oh, that's interesting. So they swapped and then also paid $27 million. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it says Eric Miller was on a free. Apparently, he's he's uh, he's got a lot of potential, is what people no. are saying. So it sounded like, honestly, it sounded like Tottenham got the better end of it. Um, of course, I think a lot of 
if we wrapped up in terms of what you expect out at the end of August, a lot of their transfer window is going to be dependent on Harry Kane because mm-hmm. you can do anything you want, but if you end up selling him and don't really do anything to replace him, your team's worse by default. I don't care. It's it's worse by default. I think Danny Ings is destined for there. If Harry Kane's gone, it seems like a Danny Ings kind of place. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Could definitely see that. Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale back to Real Madrid. He's back on the golf course. Anshel- no, he's probably going to play under Anshel- <laughs> I forgot. Guarantee it. Well, t- uh, he'll, he'll, he'll follow he- him. <laughs> If you go on a golf course, you need like a uh, a caddy. So yeah, he's probably gonna he's probably gonna play. Um, Toby Outerweireld goes to Al Dahil in uh, where's that? Qatar. Uh, it's mm-hmm. yeah, say it's Qatar. some big money Middle Eastern. One of my favorite names. Qatar. Oh, by the way, this driver. podcast is sponsored by Qatar Airways. <laughs> Sorry. Are we really? Wow. <laughs> no, no. Wow. Right. I feel like everything is. Uh, it is. Yeah. Jordan it's funny to me because of like how how poor they are with women's rights and and all their women are commercial or all their commercials are women um, that work on the flight. So, False advertising. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they are servants, so maybe. Yeah, there goes, you like, know, sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you see? By the way, we didn't talk about this last time, but on stateside show, but Qatar uh, paid. Mm-hmm. USA fans when they're going into the game shirts. to wear Qatar uh, shirts and act like they're Qatar fans. Mm-hmm. And the person who's in charge of bringing the World Cup to Qatar in 2022 responded to it, saying that it's fake and stuff. But these were all like college frat boys, yep. white college frat boys wearing Qatar stuff. Somebody else said that they were offered 20 bucks to, to wear Qatar stuff. And, uh, so I can see why the college kids probably did it, but uh, that guy turned it down. It literally just says Qatar and white like yeah, font. It, it's, it's white font on maroon. It's that's all it was. Cafe press. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Tottenham Hotspur, uh, they lose Juan Foyth to Villarreal for sixteen million, and Toby Alderweireld, like I said, uh, Lamella goes on a free. Uh, Gazaniga goes on a free to Fulham. Danny Rose free to Watford. So let's move over to Watford, who've brought in Imran Luza from Nantes over in France. He's 22 center mid, $11 million. Emmanuel Dennis, it's probably Denise or something. I don't know. Is it Dennis? <laughs> I feel like that's too American. It is. I think you're right. I, I would go Denise, but. Uh, I guess we'll figure it out. And the they worst thing yeah, about they don't it, have it broken down. And you can't listen to the English broadcast because they'll they ruin it. Yeah, they ruin it. They'll be like, they'll be like, Emmanuel Dennis. <laughs> this is hard <laughs> called him Dennis. Uh, Maddie Pollock bringing in from Grimsby Town uh, for oh, three hundred thirty thousand. They're not even a professional like, team anymore. I was going to say Maddie's just happy to get the hell out of there. 
Yeah, I think Grimsby Town was a fourth tier team at some point, but they, they got relegated. Yeah. Oh yeah, they got dropped down to the Joshua King comes in from Everton on a free. Ashley Fletcher from Middlesbrough on a free, and Danny Rose from Spurs on a free. They lose Craig Dawson to West Ham, Ben Wilmot to Stoke, Jorge Segura to um to America over in where is this Ecuador? Colombia. And they lose Aldoberto Penaranda to Las Palmas. Penaranda. In the second tier of Spain. Not much for Watford, I guess, right? I mean, like, they, they brought in a few. Yeah. See how it goes. Yeah. Ashley Fletcher, Danny yeah, Rose, Joshua King, they have some experience, at least. Yeah, but they, I don't know. They have also a sense of Fulham where it's like they were they weren't good enough and they didn't change. If anything, they got worse. So it's like I don't. They, they should relegate about five teams next year. Yeah, I, I don't think they will. But uh, <laughs> it might be a more interesting fight at the bottom than it was last year. Yeah, that's true. We might not know at Christmas who's getting it. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> uh, West Ham. Craig Dawson comes in from Longford. Uh, Alphonse Ariola from PSG on loan. Connor Coventry from West Ham's U23, so he gets promoted. Um, and they lose Felipe Anderson to Lazio. And Fabian Balbuena to Dynamo Moscow on a free. Not much to say about them. Yeah, they need new owners. Oh, Wolverhampton! Oh, there's a lot of loans. Never mind. Because they have a lot going on here. Yeah, it's a lot. John Nori from Angers coming in. Twelve million. Jose Sa from Olympiacos for eight million. Irsen Mosquera from Nashiel for five point seven two. Um, Bola from Fehervar. <laughs> Did I say it right? Fair I have no idea. <laughs> I was laughing at the name. Um, and they brought back a lot of loanies. They lose Rui Patricio, as we talked about, to Roma. Under he's going to be playing under Jose. I'm sorry. They lose Leonardo Capana to Grasshoppers, over in Switzerland, on loan. Renat Dadashov to Dondela over in Portugal. And a loan for Matija Sarkic to Birmingham. Matija from Birmingham. Oh, oh, going out to Birmingham. And Ruben Vinagre. Vinagre. Boarding CP in this is why I can never be a commentator. I'll tell you, man. Derek Ray kills it, man. He he makes sure he pronounces all these names correctly, and I commend him for it because it's not easy. Yeah, and that's it. Biggest, that's, that's all of it. What, what is your thought on? Uh, yeah, what's your thoughts here on where are we at Wolverhampton? It's underwhelming. They're really gonna miss Rui Patricio. That like that. He was so good. Um, I just don't know how you bounce back from that. 
like when you've got a really bad keeper in Premier League, it can it can expose you. And with fans back in stadiums at full capacity, I just you know I worry about Wolves just because I think Nuno was such a good coach, um, and I think he's the biggest loss um, pretty much in the whole Premier League. If if you're talking about coaches and, and just kind of that stability, Nuno was a big loss. If you want to talk transfer of coaches, no, you don't want to talk that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kind of did. Carlo Ancelotti leaves. Uh, yeah, no, I just meant. No, I, drive, just, but... I just meant if you're talking about coaches leaving. Yeah, yeah. he's number one on the list. I think he's a really good coach. I think, I think, like as a whole, it's been super underwhelming. Um, Everybody's been on vacation, though. I think it's the Euros that's messed everything that's up. Part of the problem is Euros money. and all of these, um, and, and the seasons kind of ending later still. Have kind of given these players where they're taking a break instead of negotiating I, a time and place. And I think that's an issue with. Obviously, I don't know a lot of American Premier League fans, but from what I get on Twitter, it's, it's very um, impatient. It feels like, and I think it's because you can still make moves after the season starts, but I think mm-hmm. a lot of people think you have to get it done before the season starts. But it doesn't make a lot of sense in this case this year to get things done as quickly as you can because there's certain people that you would have signed and it still wouldn't have made a difference because he wouldn't have been on the team until the middle of August because of rest and post Euros. So it's, I don't know. It, I, the next couple of weeks, we'll probably see a big uptick in terms of like actual stuff happening. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough, right? I mean, it's a it's a tough thing because of uh, just just everything kind of going on uh with I can't even where is my picture? There it is. Okay, there I, I had to, I lost you guys. I had to find where I had you guys. Um, but it's just a, it's a it's a tough situation with. Everything going on, and when we come to these tournament years, where I feel like it always is a little slower, and it's really tough when any time I see Fabrizio Romano or any person that breaks news, the number one comments are always these twelve-year-olds. Uh, Chelsea news win, hold on to Chelsea yeah. win, hold on to see. Oh, City's clear. Oh, ratio. God, I hate Twitter sometimes. Uh, <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Especially transfer Twitter because it's literally it just that. And I'm trying to read the tra- like I'm trying to read comments mm-hmm. where like they announce something and I'm like, oh, what do people think about this? And it's literally just, uh, you know, if it's a Norwich transfer, Norwich is second rate. Uh, where when's yeah. Salon going to City? And you're like, yeah, that's. I just want to read what people are thinking about this. It's 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 the problem that like FIFA created. People think things happen in seconds or people think mm-hmm. because you signed a player that's 21 years old, he's going to a hundred percent reaches 90 potential because that's what happens in people. Um, but the other issue is that it's, there's too many rumors and it's like, if you don't have a rumor about somebody, you're not trying and it's, they, most of the stuff seems to happen out of the blue. There's occasionally transfers that happen quickly and over the course of time like Sancho has been like a two-year thing Kanate was announced in like February but before Kanate was announced 
I didn't even hear anything about it. There was nothing mm-hmm. about it. So why, just because you don't hear anything or you don't wake up and somebody is a, a player for you, doesn't mean in two hours you might all of a sudden just refresh Twitter and see, oh, they just signed, Harry Kane just went to City, you know? Like it, it takes time and people don't realize that and then they end up fighting with each other because then it's people like, it's like you can't have middle ground. It's either you're pissed because I didn't sign somebody today or it's, oh, you don't think we need to sign anybody. So like you're, you know, don't care about the team. You don't show in. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, let's kind of talk about that Kane before we get out of here. Harry Kane is going to be hit with a significant fine, it says, uh, by Tottenham mm-hmm. because he missed training day. He was supposed to come back today, and he said, I'm calling in sick. I don't know if he actually said that, but he, that's he what said, he said. I'm in Manchester, dude. You can't call me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of town. Um, but, yeah, so he's he's supposed seen. to be forcing his, his move to somewhere. And uh, he says, you know what? I I don't have to go home, but I can't stay here. Uh, is is what he's thinking there. <laughs> They're going to try to get him out of there. I assume. I mean, if he doesn't want to be there, he's probably not going to put as much into it this season. So it's best to move on, get that bag, and maybe buy another striker from somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what Spurs do, but you know, Sun's been looking pretty good still. I'm assuming they. I think they re-signed him. Yeah, they did. So he he should be pretty set. Um, Deli Alley will come back into the fold. Um, you got some good pieces that they they signed that winger, um, the heel. I think that's how you say it. Um, they signed him. Mm-hmm. They uh, they've got a, a coach that I don't know if necessarily sticks around for long. I mean, Tottenham doesn't seem to really hold on to any coaches, no matter what degree of success they have. Uh, Harry Redknapp lasted there. Yeah, I but. I mean, just, I don't know. The Ancelotti thing is really just, I think it was more just personal reasons he wanted to just leave to go to Real. But that was Everton. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're mixing up Everton. I'm mixing up Everton and Tottenham, like always. Um, I did, I do know that if City were to go after Harry Kane, it would require City giving up a piece. And they've talked about giving Gabby Jesus to, to, uh, to Tottenham for Harry Kane. Maybe I could um, work over at Spurs. Yeah. So they said the only thing is, is that City doesn't really have a backup striker, but it's believed that Ferran Torres could play there and Gabby Jesus could be on the move because he's tired of playing um, at City. So Too many knows. trophies. Last thing before we get out of here, rumors starting really today that Chelsea are in constant contact with Romelu Lukaku as they're trying to sign him after letting him walk all those years ago. Um, I'm I'm for it. We need a striker. We lost Giroud. That'd be a great signing. He played really well last year for Inter Milan. Yeah, the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, they need a striker. Chelsea does that. They lost um Giroud. Werner. We'll see how he does. Maybe some more confidence this year. But he he's probably better off not being the central target. If you're putting them more on like a left or a right side, mm-hmm. it might work better. Uh, but we'll we'll see how it goes. If anything happens between now and next Monday when we do our preview, then we'll we'll talk about it there. But uh, we're quickly coming up upon the season. The season starts next Friday, the thirteenth. Ooh, that's scary. 
Community Shield on the sixth, seventh, seventh, sixth. What's Saturday? I don't even know. Uh, Saturday is the seventh. Saturday is the final day of the week. That's true. So it usually feels like the start of the week. You know, it's like fun. It's like a weekend. It's my Thursday, but it's fun for me. Anyway, not for Matt anymore. Matt's uh, done with Saturday. And yeah, uh, yeah, I I think that about wraps it up for us today here. Um, Like Matt, uh, like Logan said, if you're interested in fantasy, primarily draft, let's make that clear. It's draft, not just here's a hundred million million spend it however you please, uh, which would only yeah, we don't have that kind of money. I guess. Um, this is just uh, drafting, like a NFL draft or MLB, NBA, all of the sports over here, really. The Americanized sports. fantasy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, which is more fun because we can't all have the same team. You have to, <laughs> and you got to learn about players. You really do. You have to be like, oh, am I? should I go after? Uh, Norwich's defenders. Yeah, should I? should I grab one of them? Probably not. Oh, no, I'm going to tell you that now. <laughs> but you can follow us on Twitter at Stoppage Show. Let us know if you're interested in joining. Facebook.com slash Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Email us, Stoppage Time Show at gmail.com. Or Instagram us, Stoppage Time Soccer Show. There you go. You can follow uh, Logan and I over on the stateside soccer show. We're going to be talking uh, tomorrow. We're going to be talking USA. Champions of CONCACAF twice over this summer. They beat Mexico in the Nations League, and they just beat them in the Gold Cup last night in a thrilling extra-time finish. And uh, really great tournament for the USA team as all of their starters are actually pretty much over on their club teams during preseason. So this was a lot of MLS guys, a lot of guys over in second divisions overseas, and they put in a heck of a performance against Mexico last night. So I was very proud of them. We'll be talking about that over there. We'll be talking about uh, what yeah, else? Sporting Kansas about? City. We're having the no, other City, no other pod coming back on the show. We're going to talk to them about Sporting Kansas City rising and holding steady in second place of the Western Conference and all that they've accomplished. Um. And then uh, we'll talk some Gianluca Busio transfer speculation to <laughs> Venezia, which is pretty confirmed. Speculation. Uh, did you see the, uh, yeah, the video. Did you see the Snapchats yep. from last night. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably talk some Snapchats tomorrow. And I think that's it. I think that wraps us up. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We're looking forward to covering this season of the Premier League. And we will see you later. <laughs>